I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860, coming to you live coast to coast. Stations across the country, there's this program. We have TalkStream Live linking to some of those stations. You can go to TalkStreamLive.com and listen there. Or if you want to hear straight from the board, great stereophonic, blasting sound, wall-to-wall, just go to Aftermath.fm. If you want to listen to a more convenient time, there's always the subscription at Aftermath.media. Go there and subscribe now. It's Aftermath.media. We're back after a day off. We had All of us took the day off yesterday. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you probably thought we were goofing off. We really weren't. I mean, uh, uh, when I decide to do any rerun show, or we call it a best-up show, uh, I have a lot of fans that worry about me, and I'm humbled, and I'm quite appreciative of the concerns when this happens. You know, where's Clyde? What's wrong with Clyde? Is Clyde okay? You know, you know I rarely take time off, and, um, and when I do, it's usually for a good reason. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody knows that I'm a workaholic. I mean, my staff will back me up on that. And, uh, you know, because I always say, well, you know, we got to work instead of, you know, taking a holiday or something. Now I'm getting older. I'm being a little bit more sympathetic to those who want to work because we work really hard. We don't want to burn out. But the reason why I took time off is not because I needed to rest. I took time off because, and, and this is this is weird. For the first time in my life, I had to go to the eye doctor for a procedure. I've gone to an ophthalmologist before just to get glasses and get a fitting, you know, that that's not really going to the doctor for something. I mean, they just put that little contraption in front of your eye and go better, clearer, better, clearer, read the sign, better, clearer. This was different. This was, um, I mean, I've never experienced or ever had to go in to see an eye doctor and have him literally work on my eye. Um, and for those of you that don't know, last Sunday I was at the store and I was shopping and uh, I don't know what happened. Um, I was lifting water because I was trying to get as much water as I could in the house because we run out of water quickly and we have water stored. But it's like, you know, we, we try to save some. And, and so every week I try to find enough water to put in the house because, you know, we just don't trust the tap water. And so we drink, you know, filtered water, uh, usually a case by case thing. It's about what, you know, 10 bucks a case. So I went to the store and um, I uh, lifted some a couple cases of water into the shopping cart and took them out to the car. Well, it was weird because I saw a flash like lightning and, uh, it was a shimmer, uh, came out, came out of my left eye. It was as if, you know, there was a big lightning bolt that came down. And so I, I, I kind of wrote it off. I said, well, it's probably just migraine. I should get home, get some rest, get home, you know, sit in front of TV and relax or something. But then something really strange happened. I saw what appeared to be this black bat-like figure in my left eye. I mean, it looked like a moth or, you know, like a dark angel or a, you know, you know how dark angels, like kind of like the Mothman would look or a Rorschach. It looked like a Rorschach test. Or it looked, like I said, it looked like, I thought I was hallucinating. But no, it was there. It was it was there in my eye and it will, it looked like, you know, it looked like some sort of a veiled, hooded figure sitting there in my eye. And I could see it right in front of me, too. It was just standing right. I mean, it wasn't on the ground. It was floating above my face. It was right in front of my face. I was seeing it. 
Moths, Dark Angel, Rorschach test, death. I don't know. It, I, it changed shape in my eye. And when it did, it looked like this black oily blob. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a floater. This is something. So I blinked several times. I pulled my eyelid down because I thought, well, I have this floater in my eye. And so if I pull my eyelid down, then uh, then maybe this will help and it'll, it'll cause it to, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, I, I thought it would. I thought it would change, you know, and change the shape, and um, it did. What happened is that it it burst apart in my face. It burst apart, and um, I didn't know what to think. Chain shape again, burst apart, sending tiny black dots all over my left eye. I realized after that. I mean, when I when I pulled the the lid down, I noticed that whatever this thing was, it was in my eye. It wasn't outside my eye. It didn't appear outside. It was in my eye. And so I, I got a little scared. I, I was trying to hold back because I, I was a little scared because of the experience. I worried that I'd either popped a blood vessel or something else. I, I wanted to look in the mirror to see if there was blood in my eye or something because, I mean, the, the experience of seeing something that was not there but inside my head it, it literally had me questioning my reality. I saw something dark and foreboding in my eyes, something that looked like it was there to attack me. It was black. It was gooey. And I thought of the irony since I just spoke with Ryan Gable about the black goo and, and what it represents. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, really? This is happening to me. So I, I called my doctor, and uh, they were concerned that I had this retinal tear, and they wanted me to take off work to run some tests. Now I had avoid I, this happened on Sunday, and it wasn't until yesterday that I got into the doctor, and you know nothing was hurting. See, I always thought you know, especially I had a retinal tear that it would, it would hurt, but apparently nothing's hurting. Okay, nothing is hurting in my eye. I mean, there's a moment where um, it was um, how can I say this? Many of you who know me know that um, I had a terrible time with with uh, kidney cancer and uh, it was after my third surgery um after my third surgery i had a lot of complications uh that's you know when we went into the um that was eight years ago um and one of the complications i had was that i developed blood clots uh they they developed um under uh, my near my pelvis area and one day they all detached and they went into my lung. I had five embolisms going to my lung, and uh, you know your your uh, your chance of living or surviving that is about one or two percent, maybe four percent. I don't know. It was, it was a very low figure, high mortality rate for this, and I survived it. And lucky for me, when I had the embolisms, um, I was uh, able to go to a hospital, had a bed, especially for people who had that. There were like maybe five or six in the entire area, so I lucked out and I survived. And uh, I had a near-death experience when it happened. I remember going to the light, all that cliche stuff um, happening to me. Didn't go to the light because I thought it was a trap. I was like, don't go to the light, it's a trap. But uh, the, when I went to the doctor and got this, this eye exam, um, it reminded me a lot of these, this uh, near-death, this NDE that I had. Um, first the doctors were using eye drops to numb my eye so they could put a blue laser light against my eye in order to look in. So they, this thing is that we get, we're getting so close to the eye that it will bother it and we have to numb the eye down. So if it does touch it, you don't feel it. Uh, 
So they dilated my eyes after that. I was given a depth perception test where I looked through a viewer and saw what appeared to be a long path with a picket fence leading up to a small cottage. It was like, you know, remember Viewmasters? It was like an old Viewmaster. Um, and I was looking through it, and then I saw it, and then I backed away from the viewer, and the image of the cottage and the picket fence was hovering in the air in front of me. I didn't say anything about it. I, I just thought it was weird. I thought, oh, I, that, that's a play on the eyes, right? But there it was. You know, it looked like it was right there. And then, like I said, the image kind of faded away, and it was like I was having this lucid dream where it was right there, and then poof, it was gone. So then the doctor used this unbelievably bright light to examine my eye. It was just like the experience of seeing the light when you die and, and combined with the experience of seeing the shadows of my tiny veins in the eye and the image of that cottage. I was curious as to what was happening to me and why it triggered these memories. And uh, I mean, the diagnosis they gave me after all of this, you know, all, all, all of these, uh, uh, you know, um, what I call these triggering moments during the eye exam. The diagnosis they gave me is that you're just getting old. They said, you're, you're getting old, you know. When you get older, the healthy jelly that's in your eye starts to break down, and then it, when it does, you can see shimmers and sometimes floaters. So, you know, it was nothing serious, even though they wanted me to come back in, in a few weeks so they could do more tests. But um, the experience that I had, believe it or not, it, it's given me a reason to question my reality and how I perceive things through my eyes. I, mean, I love spooky things. I also love a good, uh, you know, I love good science, and, uh, but I'm not trying to ruin one with the other. I mean, you have heard of the phrase seeing is believing or I'll believe it when I see it. Well, <laughs> I saw a dark figure in my eye. It looked like it was right in front of me. It looked threatening. It looked evil. It looked scary. And so at first I perceived it as a hallucination. First I perceived it as something and it, and it turned out it was a floater, but still perception is defined as the way in which something is understood and interpreted. Every one of us has a different understanding, knowledge, and experience of the world. And therefore, each one of us will have a slightly different sense of perception. Simple things such as not wearing your glasses or looking at something too quickly can impact our perception of what we're seeing. Like, like thinking a bag under the table is a sleeping dog. Or seeing Jesus in a tortilla or Donald Trump in the clouds. This is pareidolia, right? This is how the brain sees random patterns as familiar objects. Sometimes, though, those random patterns are not random patterns at all. Something is materializing and it's doing so in your eyes. Your eyes are seeing this. Your brain is registering it. I'm fascinated by what happened to me. Like I said, spooky things, good science. I mean, I'm fascinated about what happened to me, the, the exam, and, and the coincidence of the black goo and the triggers of my near-death experience. So I'm going to do an experiment with you coming up because I want to I see if this works for you. Uh, you're going to need your phone, your cell phone. So get that ready, and uh, we're going to talk some more about perception and, and uh, what we see and whether or not we see things or hallucinate things or... The shadow people are real, the demons are real, the aliens are real, the ghosts are real, the monsters lurking in the bushes, are they real? Something to think about tonight on Ground Zero. 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. Back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. I'm Clegg Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. 
Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.